with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. A very good evening and welcome into full time here on this Monday evening with myself, Martin Quilty. As always on a Monday here, going back over all of the sports action at the weekend. And we had a busy weekend last weekend as well. St. Cairns are in another All-Ireland final on St. Patrick's Day and we'll be chatting to their manager, Brian Dowling, very soon. Carlo are back to winning ways and we'll be having a chat to Willie Quinlan later on as well. We'll be joined in studio in part three by Paddy Moss and he's going to discuss Kilkenny Rugby's women's 11s team missing out on division of glory and victory and later on then we will have Mrs Farrell in studio with us discussing all things camogie related from the games at the weekend as well but first of all we are going to have a chat to St Kieran's College manager Brian Dowling who joins me on the phone good evening Brian how are you this evening? Hi Martin, not bad at all. Good God, you're in another All-Ireland final after your exploits at the weekend. A 3-13 to 2-9 victory over Cashel. Uh, a seven-point win in the end, but it was by no means easy. Brian Cashel certainly put it up to you for lots of uh, period of time in that game. Yeah, no, it wasn't easy and we knew it wouldn't be. Um, look, they're, they're the Hartley Cup champions and they're a very good team. They're a very strong, very physical team. And they had a great start on us. We were 1-4 to a point down. But look, in fairness the lads, we stuck at it and we had scored them 3-6 to, to a point after that before half time. But um, Cashley came back again then in the second half and look, we had to do everything we could to get over the line. And look, we won by seven, but um, we probably looked at them by seven uh, at the end. But look, it was a very tough game and we're just delighted to be back in the final now. It's your eighth consecutive final appearance it's a phenomenal achievement for the school uh, normally anyone would look to get into one but eight in a row it's brilliant um, and you can see the amount of talent that's coming through every year so uh, you know you haven't won it maybe since 2019 and be looking to put that right unfortunate last year runners up in it but it's great to be back in another All-Ireland final and as the fella says it's a 50-50 chance now again the presentation Nathan Roy yeah, look, it's a great record, all right. Um, you know, in fairness, uh, Tom Hogan was there before us. Uh, myself and Mick Welsh and Richard Roots at the managing team now, and Tom Hogan, um, Philip Welsh has done great work there the last couple of years with Kieran getting to many All Ireland. And look, it's always when the younger lads in the school see the senior team getting to All Ireland, they want to achieve that. And you know, if anyone goes into St Kieran's during the day, they'll, they'll see lads at lunchtime poking around the whole time. It's just you know, it's just something that they do all the time, and it's a great tradition to have. And look, we we want to go one step further this year. So we're very disappointed last year. Article reached or look, our school were a very, very good team, and we probably didn't say as well as we could that day, and we're just very disappointed. And look, there's someone that's left involved uh, this year, and we just be hoping to put it right now on Paddy's Day this year. You played uh, Prez Athenroy in back in 2018 and 2019, uh, and you had victory over him in both occasions. But I don't think you'd be taking that for granted. It's seen as a, a new game; it's anybody's game. But you will certainly be happy that uh, you scored three goals at the weekend as well. I think it was Harry Ted. Dunn and Donna Murphy uh, getting on the goals there so you know uh, scoring three goals Brian in any game um, and going up against a Galway outfit you need all your players back and are you going to have a full strength team for the All-Ireland final? Yeah, look. First of all, the goals was great. Um, we badly needed them at the time. Um, you know, we weren't we were, we were struggling to get any scores and to get a couple of goals. Was really kind of changed the momentum of the game. Um, and look, a lot of them were opportunist goals. You know, Donna Murphy and Harry Shine got great six there, and Ted Dunn got a, a rebound coming back off the, 
the post and he finished it brilliantly to the corner of the net. Um, you know, Cashel hadn't actually been conceding goals. I think there was six games in a row that hadn't conceded a goal, so score three was brilliant. And look, we want to win big games, and it's going to be the same on Patrick's Day. You're going to have to score uh, a couple of goals to win. You know, I think it's crucial. Um, but look, and any score we get is brilliant, and to get three goals against Cashel was, was absolutely brilliant. You have your throw in time as well, three o'clock in Crow Park on St. Patrick's Day. Lots of activity going to be around the capital, but no doubt there'll be lots of buses heading up from Kieran's College up to the day. And I suppose we've been used to Ballyhale Shamrocks and Kilkenny teams playing in Crow Park on All Ireland or on St. Patrick's weekend, I should say. It's nice to have Kieran's playing in the All Ireland final now. And I would expect that you're going to be or bring a big crowd with you, I should say. Yeah, look, uh, it's it's a great occasion. You know, I think it's a brilliant idea putting the the college finals on on Patrick's Day. It makes it very very special. And um, you know, I think by all accounts, there's going to be a lot of buses going up uh, from the school. You know, I think there's lads going around and buses there to the numbers today. So there will be a big number going up. And you know, it was great last year. There was a huge support last year up there for the lads, and it's brilliant to see that. And I think anybody that goes to schools matches, just the atmosphere is just something different, something special. You know, the students in both sides singing songs. So look, it's going to be very very special. And look, obviously, if you made it extra special if we can go on with the cup this time Well if they're as vocal as what they were in UPMC Nolan Park on the Leinster mm-hmm. final day you can be sure that it's going to be a cauldron above in Crow Park as well um, I suppose I can't leave you go without bringing up the scenario that you obviously personally had last uh, Saturday as well we know that the college's game in fairness to them they moved it to uh, to Bor and to uh, an earlier time for you because you were caught with St. Kieran's College and with the Kikenny Camogie team as well as they were playing in Dublin so you deputised Philly to go with the Camogie team and you were in Bor but how difficult of a decision was it because I know that you didn't really get much uh, sort or much cooperation in trying to move one of the matches yeah, look, I suppose uh, I knew it was coming, uh, coming. Uh, you know, once the once I got to the semi-final, I knew what was coming. So I was working for two weeks on it to, to try and get the match changed. And look, in fairness to the colleges to put us on the earlier slot has given me an opportunity. But um, look, in fairness, I don't think it was the Camogie Association that wouldn't change. I think Parnell Park refused to move it from two o'clock, um, which was very disappointing. Look, I suppose I just looked at it. It was an honour in semi-final against the league game. So you know, I suppose I had to pick the honour in semi-final. The other way around, I'd be picking the Camogie if it was an honour in semi-final. You know, but look, it was very difficult. Um, I was listening to yourself there on the radio and trying to get the scores of the match for the second half um, you know, and it's very very difficult because you, you know, obviously on the line you can't really do too much but at least you feel like you're part of it but when you're in a different county when the match is going on it's, it's very difficult um, you know I was bringing Pat O'Neill there he's in the stand watching it he's just trying to follow it and look thankfully the girls won anyway um, so it was, a, it was a very good day on Saturday in the end Well we were like you we were listening to the radio and filling in the boys above in uh, Parnell Park how you were getting on as well with Kieran's College so uh, it was working both ways but look Brian congratulations on the fantastic victory over the weekend well done in getting to another All-Ireland final uh, and I know that we'll be there following you as well uh, on the day with a full broadcast um, so congratulations best luck to you and the team and hopefully we'll be having a chat in a couple of weeks time and you'll be bringing back the Crow Cup back to the Marble City and back to Kilkenny as well yeah, please God, Martin. Thanks very much. Perfect. Good man. That was Brian Dowling there having a chat with us, the manager of St. Kieran's College. They are in the All-Ireland final on St. Patrick's Day. The Gremlins are back here again this evening. Uh, my screens are jumping all over the place, but don't go anywhere. I have a quick break to take. We are going to be back in part two when we'll be chatting to Willie Quinlan, who was on a plane over to Ryslip in London yesterday. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this short break. 
full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LaHartzVolkswagen.ie. Your Monday night sports show, full time on KCL or with Martin Quilty. God, I really hate gremlins. Yes, welcome back here to Full Time with myself, Martin Quilty, on this Monday. Our dinner's ready text line is open for anybody that wants to make any comments over games that was on the weekend. That's 083 306 9696, sponsored by dinnersready.ie. We would love to hear from you. Right, we're going to switch our attention now to Carlo Football. And Carlo were on their travels over to Royslip in London to McGovern Park. And Willie Quinlan and Brendan Hennessy brought you all of the live action from there yesterday and I am delighted that Willie is back safe and sound in the country and back in County Carlow after a four point victory for the Barrow Siders as well so uh, good evening Mr Quinlan welcome back to the land of ERA Evening Martin thank you very much uh, It's a good win Willie uh, 13 points to 9 you know it's a long trip to be taken over to Carlow or over to London I should say um, but after back to back defeats to Leash and to Leitrim it was good that the Carlow footballers got back on track and still are in with a shout of getting promotion out of the Division 4 Yeah it was good to bounce back after Leitrim obviously nobody goes out to perform or to you know to, to play the way they did in, in Leitrim and there was the way to respond was to go and get two points in Rice. It's never it's never easy over there. Actually, Leitrim, I think, only barely scraped a two-point victory over there a couple of weeks ago. So, um, start off very slow, Martin. After 14 minutes, we were talking on the commentary, two points London, uh, one point Carlo, and Carlo were very one-dimensional and seemed to be going sideways and backwards and sideways without actually penetrating London. But then they got a purple pattern got a, a couple of points ahead and, and never really looked back. Uh, their second half was exceptional. Uh, Jordan Morrissey was probably the man of the match, really. He kicked three points from centre-back and, you know, was breaking the tackle every time. His power and pace, which is great to see him because he's he's such an athlete, you know, when he does uh, try and get forward. Uh, Kieran Moran swept the, in behind him and in front of Mikey Bambrick and he was exceptional as well, picked up a lot of ball, especially in the second half. But you'd have to say, overall, uh, a team a team effort. They all worked really, really hard. Uh, we spoke to Niall Crew after the game and he said at halftime they really had a, a good chat to themselves and they were talking about there's nothing they can do about uh, referee decisions that they need to do the right thing on the field, keep their mouth closed. And that's exactly what, what they did in the second half. And uh, their tackling was exceptional. Uh, really on the ball and uh, worked really hard and deserved to win at the end of the day and uh, deserved two points to come out uh, right slip yesterday. Yeah, they took a seven point to four lead in at the break thanks to a brace from Dara Foley who was spectacular on the day as well, scoring seven points in total. Um, and Colm Hunton uh, who uh, got one as well. And as you say, Jordan Morrissey definitely seemed to be the standout player and even Niall uh, spoke about it afterwards as well and said that's probably one of his best games that he has played in a Carlo jersey at the minute. So that's great credit to them. Uh, I suppose we're always talking about lads getting sent off and about cards and decisions, etc. It was good that the players for the majority of us uh, they had 15 on the field only that one black card to Shane Clark picked up in the 55th minute and London then hit a, a purple patch they kind of got three or four unanswered points uh, to bring him back within three points but in fairness to the Carlo boys Willie they stuck at it uh, they probably parked the bus a little bit but then they went on the attack and picked off the scores when they could uh, do would that be a fair reflection of the second half? Yeah, probably Martin. Uh, James Gallagher was the man he was, he was supposed to fall forward. Big, strong, physical man. And uh, 
he kind of came into into his own and you know 15 minutes into the second half kicked uh, two great points with his left and one with his right and brought them a little bit closer but never looked like scoring a goal which was a big thing for for Carlo Carlo closed them down really early got got men behind the ball and hit them on the attack and uh, not only, only that I suppose uh, Dara Corn coming in there number 20 had a, a big impact as well the first ball he got carried it to middle gave it to Josh Moore Josh Moore didn't even catch a ball he just palmed it into Morrissey's uh, path and he just took it took it to the goal and, and drove it over the bar and you know it, it's it was, it was a great performance overall by, by a lot of players Liam Brennan in the middle worked really really hard Finbar Kavanagh probably his first start uh, plays for Palantine had a great season with him last year uh, worked, worked hard again caught a lot of ball around the middle and uh, they kind of dominated that area um, London couldn't break them down in the second half but more and I suppose you'd, you'd have to say picked up lots and lots of ball in front of Mikey Bambrick and Mikey Bambrick and Shawnee again carried ball forward Liam Roberts done well and Shane Boogie in the corner back and Kieran Cunningham two two or three balls kicked in high dealt with them really really well so overall it was great to see Darrell Bryan back he had been out for six or seven months his experience showed he held on to the ball didn't give it away set up attack after attack and uh, Ended up actually cramping with about five minutes to go. Um, he, he worked so hard, but that was that was from the whole, like from the from number one to fifteen. They worked such a so hard for the seventy minutes. That it was great to see, and they got what they what they deserved. They got the two points, what they went for in the first place, and uh, great to see a big Carlo crowd over there. Uh, lots of people went on the Saturday, and and some of them even stayed up until the Monday. So made a weekend over it, and great for them guys to see Carlo going over and getting their two points as well. Yeah, you mentioned Darrow O'Brien there and Kieran Cunningham as well. Both uh, I don't think Kieran actually had one save to make, as he said he dealt with anything that went into him, but he wasn't really forced into much action. Uh, Noel made reference to Darrow O'Brien after the match as well with yourselves uh, in the post match, and said he made a massive difference in terms of the experience up front holding on to the ball when it was needed they probably overdid it at times but overall he felt that it was a great performance Yeah Dara being back um, he, he has such experience with, with the county he's, he's in there seven or eight years now and uh, he just you can see it he's, his fitness levels are huge for, for a guy to last even 65 minutes uh, at, at inter-county level um, for for someone that's been out for so long, it's a credit to his uh, to his own strength and condition and his fitness. But he worked really, really hard, like the rest of them, and they, they deserve great, great credit after. Because you look at the game, it could you could consider it as a dead rubber game, just going and you know enjoy the game um, after last weekend. Because I know you're saying they're still in with a shout, but uh, games have to go their way. They have to win their two games. You'd have to see Leash probably winning their two games, but you'd also have to see Sligo and Wicklow maybe slip up and not not winning, taking anything for the last two games. So very difficult to get to get promotion from where they are, but it just puts them in a a better spot. The five points out of four games, you know, so a little bit better than last year. This time last year, I think in the whole league performance, they ended up with three points. So we've two games to go. We can get something out that it can be a huge improvement from last year. Yeah, it certainly would. And I mean, they're sitting in sixth place at the minute, just slightly behind Wexford. Um, I mean, if, as, as we say, results go their way, Willie, things might be a bit different and they still maybe have a possibility uh, as well of getting into those places. But look, as you say, much better performances all round, better than the the season last year in the league as well so overall things are certainly on the way up for Carlo um, and it can only help him going forward into the, the championship later on in the year as well 
Yeah, without a doubt. And, and you need a bit of luck. And, and I mean, the, the bit of luck that they didn't get, they could have, could have beat Wicklow at the start. I know they didn't. Um, they were within a kick of the ball into, up to the last couple of min- minutes against Leash until Paul, until Paul Kingston ended up with a goal and put six points in it. Probably an unfair reflection on the game because I thought at times Carlo looked the better team. But um, for the Fermanagh game definitely was a blip. Fermanagh were the better team on the day. They played them uh, off the park. I know we ended up with three being sent off, but back on track as regards the the wins. They have two wins and and a draw. Um, hopefully they can push on and you know really perform against Wexford and Sligo in the next two games, and then looking forward really to Wicklow in the first round of the championship. Yeah, and you have a break now next week as well. Uh, so time for the bodies to recuperate after the the long journey and uh, get prepared. And I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's actually Sligo is the next game. Uh, and is that home or away? I know I had it on my fixtures. Will you have so much paper here in front Sligo, of me? Yeah, I think Sligo, Sligo could be away, and Wexford are at home the last game, if I'm not mistaken. I'm nearly sure that is because I remember being at Wexford in Wexford Park the last time. So they played them away. So normally, when you play a team away, the following year, the following time you meet them, you play them at home. So I think we had Sligo at home here maybe last year and uh, we have them away and I think Wexford at home could be the last game. It's actually the other way around, I think. I'm just looking at the fixtures here now up on my screen here. So Saturday the 18th of March, it's uh, 5pm throw-in with Carlo and Sligo from Netwatch Cullen Park. And then the following Sunday and the 26th, it's Wexford away in Chadwick's Wexford Park with a one o'clock throw-in as well. So that's the two remaining matches. And as you say, all depends on how other results go as well. But look, it's great to be back to winning ways, Willie. Great to get the... uh, the lads back as well um, and hopefully that they can finish the, the season the, the league part of the season anyway on a high as you say before they go into that championship game against Wicklow but overall uh, much better performance and things certainly looking up for Carlo football Yeah indeed uh, we were very happy you know coming over very slip I suppose yesterday and you could see the supporters even the, the players mixing with them at the end of the, end of the game in, in the the pavilion there and, and it was you know it's great for them to get a win and hopefully they can push on now and keep going because it is it is difficult enough um, the, those guys are training as hard as anyone and you know to take a I suppose a beating from, from Leitrim and to bounce back um, is a big bonus for them so hopefully onwards and upwards Exactly, now you said it. Right, Willie, thanks a million as always for joining me here on Full Time this evening and no doubt we'll be chatting to you again coming up for those other two matches in the National League. But as always, your input uh, and your time out to take the phone call is very much appreciated, so have a very nice evening. Thanks, Martin. You too. Perfect. That was Willie Quinlan there talking about Carlo's victory over London at the weekend. Don't go anywhere. The Gremlins might be still here, but Paddy Moss is going to be joining me in studio very soon to discuss Kilkenny RFC ladies' exploits at the weekend and maybe chat about a few walkovers here or there. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after the break. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartzskoda.ie. Looking back over the weekend action, full time on KCLOR with Martin Quilty. Yes, we are looking back after and over the full-time action is right. It is Monday evening. It's coming up to just two minutes past half past six on this Monday evening. And Paddy Moss has joined me in studio here in KCLR as well. Now, Paddy is the manager of the Kikenny Women's Rugby 11 team and they were playing at the weekend. 
Paddy, you're welcome into us. I suppose it's a bit bittersweet that you're sitting here in front of me. We thought you might be here this evening with the Division 4 Cup. It didn't pan out that way, unfortunately. While you had a two-point win uh, over Garda in your game at the weekend, Baron Hall got a walk over from Tullamore to land them the Division 4 title as well. And you can see it in your face that you're still a bit sick over it. Yeah, look, it is. It's, it's disappointing, but... I, we've dealt with it last year we had the same scenario we were matched on league points and um, one game didn't go us, go our way and unfortunately this was the same so you get used to it in ways but it gives you a bit more hunger for now for the cup campaign and for next year um, do you know overall <laughs> it's a it's a tough one but we'll get over it and move on now I suppose the game against Navin is the one that you're on about a draw 20 points apiece before that game going in if a small little bit of luck had to go your way at all at all it might have been a different story but look it's not the end of the road either you still have uh, a potential playoff game against Greystones on the 19th of March which would give you promotion up into Division 3 which is where you want it to be all along albeit you would like to go up with the, the cup and as uh, the division winners as well but nonetheless a goal is a goal and if you can get into Division 3 where you can get better matches you know you have a better structure the games are going to be played because we're going to talk about this in a second the amount of walkovers that has been given in the Division 4 seems fairly unfair to teams that has received walkovers and like you you were knocked out and stopped uh, becoming the champions on a walkover as well yeah well that's the thing um, like the 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 big thing with the Navin game it actually the the draw was massive for us really when you when you look at um overall the amount of injuries that we had dur- or for before the game um there was a lot of girls who stepped up and put a massive massive shift in for that game to keep it level um, we missed out on a couple opportunities but so did they so we can't complain in that sense um and with the with the promotion game with the promotion game with Greystones is we'd be comfortable enough going up in the higher divisions because we know the capability that we have and we are getting a number of players back in um, a number of players back in due to come back from injury and availability so that'll be a big one for us but we'll uh, we have a big game against Navin again this week um, for the start of the cup that'll be our main focus and then hopefully next week we'll uh, be able to put a, a good team out and get us the win and the promotion That's the Paddy Cusey Cup that you're talking about am I right in saying that that is a quarter final for you? No that's the first that's the first round so we'll have um, it's it's the Paul Cusack Cup so we'll have Sorry Paul Cusack yeah We'll have Navin in the first round um, and then if we win that it'll either be between Wicklow or Clontarf in the second round um, I'm not sure after that uh, that's a bit too far in the future to look at but <laughs> You don't want to jinx that in yet either No, no um, but I mean we we got a tough end of the draw so um, look I'm embracing the challenge, we all are um, we're all prepping like hell for it so um, that's all we can do You were just talking to me before you came on air as well that you have a good few girls coming up as well from your under-18s as well. That's certainly going to strengthen your panel going forward. You have a good group of girls is there at the minute. So going into Division 3, as we said earlier, it is where you're looking to be. 
I suppose better games you know they're more structured Division 4 people mightn't realise that hasn't heard us before you can play them either 10 11 12 depending on the opposition this actually is either 13 or 15 aside so you know you're guaranteed that structure going forward and it's an opportunity that I know as a manager you're going to relish going up and playing in the Division 3 yeah well that's that's the thing exactly like like you mentioned earlier about the amount of walkovers this season it's been crazy when you think about it uh, when we started in Division 5 there was we played every single game and we fielded 15 for every single game there was other teams that were struggling for numbers but that's just the nature of of uh, women's rugby at the minute um, and we were hoping for a good challenge this season but like that I think we played we had six walkovers in total or so um, so it's hard to progress there but now in Division 3 if we can get there, the thirteen aside games give us gives us enough. We'll have a full back line and and um, six in the pack, so you're able to build a lot from there. Rather than when you're only able to have five from the pack and five from the back line, do you know it doesn't it doesn't suit well for do you know the likes of of myself who'd be a prop. It's a hell of a lot of ground to cover, um, yeah. and it's tough. So. I suppose you're kind of like the guy that your front rows, your pack are where you start all of your attacks from, etc. That really they're the driving force and the girls and that that's coming behind you in the back, etc. And your wingers, they're the ones that probably get all the scores, etc. for you. But that initial power and drive always comes from the pack. And you know yourself, even if someone is sin-binned or that and you're down one, in a pack of eight, it's very, very unfortunate and it stops momentum going. If you're down to then five, you really can't do much at all. And as you say, there's a hell of a lot of ground then to cover up with those players then that's missing. Well, that's the thing, exactly. Um, and it's not like you can just put on your fastest and fittest players in because you still have to scrummage. There's no choice there. You have to put in a solid front row. You have to put in a solid second row. There's no choice. Like, we're blessed overall with the, the kind of athletes that we have on the team. There's a lot of fit, fast and strong players, a lot of aggressive players. Um, and that makes... that that's the nice dynamic that we have like we have a real good uh, mix of abilities on the team and a lot of people are kind of putting a good amount of work in but it is that your pack your pack does a savage amount of work out on the field um, and it allows the back line to flourish a bit more and if you're not dominant in the pack it's very very difficult to get kind of go forward ball um, and to play a solid decent game I mean this in the nicest way possible I've met Jenny here already and I haven't met the rest of the front row but mother of God if everyone is like herself I'd be afraid to meet any of the three never mind in a dark alley but even in broad daylight so I would uh, so you can see exactly where the power is coming from look I know you're probably despondent um, commiserations it has been a fantastic season overall I mean you're still uh, after finishing in second place you still have the chance to getting up into Division 3 you have the cup run as well uh, which you have this weekend and no doubt we will be following it as well so fingers crossed mm. and all going well next year that you can have a very good season as well and have a good cup run as well and we still might have a trophy here Paddy come a Monday night that yourself and the team can come in here in front of us and you never know fingers crossed for you Yeah well that's the thing when you look at it from last year it was the same scenario came in second in the league but ended up winning the cup so there's a lot of a lot of driving heart to go on now for, for this cup to get a bit of silverware um, a lot of the team wants it they, they, they deserve it so they'll be cut, putting on a good show for it anyway 
well, we'll keep the fingers crossed and everything else crossed as well for you. And uh, we wish you and the, the team the very best of luck over the weekend and for the remainder of the season as well. And in particular, in that playoff game on the 19th of March. Thanks very much, Martin. Perfect. Paddy, thank you very much for joining me here in studio. It's always a pleasure having your company. And as I said, the Kilkenny Rugby 11s team will be in action this weekend in the Cup. We will have updates all over the weekend as well on the score. And we will bring you the update uh, and the results next Monday. And we'll keep an eye on that playoff game as well. And wish Paddy and the team the very best of luck. Right, we're going to switch from Rugby to Camogie. And we're going to bring on Mrs. Farrell, who was in... Parnell Park I was nearly going to say UPMC Nolan Park but we're not there we are there in two weeks time but Kilkenny did play Dublin on you at the weekend they got their first win under their belt and it was a win really that they needed uh, to keep their promotion and uh, status symbol alive to stay in Division 1A next year and they had a nice six point win over Dublin yeah, they certainly did, I suppose. Pulling a bit closer into that mic there now, <laughs> good woman. You, as you said there, they certainly needed a win under their belt. And I think, you know, the girls definitely knew that themselves. Um, you know, you couldn't doubt the performance that they had given against Galway. It was an excellent game of Camogie to watch. Both teams gave a spectacle that day. And I think we could see near enough to championship pace nearly on both teams that day because, you know, they bring out the best in each other. And I think going up to Parnell Park, you know, it was it was never going to be an easy task. Having to play Dublin in their own back, gar- back garden... It's a tough task to go up and ask any team to do. But I feel with Kilkenny, they were wounded going up and they certainly needed a victory from that game. And, you know, by all accounts, Dublin did start off the brighter. They got the first um, got the first score on the board after just a matter of seconds with Ashling Mard. You know, she was absolutely phenomenal. I think, was it, did she get all but two of the scores for Nine Dublin? Points Nine points in total I made yeah. it that she got anyway. Yeah, yeah. Ashling O'Neill down and getting in the other two. But I think, you know, from there on in, I think once Kilkenny had settled, uh, Denise Gall was just in flying form. You can, you can see exactly... The what Kilkenny are trying to do yes they had her named a full forward she was never going to be playing a full forward not a whole no no way like and you couldn't a player of her calibre like she just does so much work in around the middle third of the field like she's back in the full back line half back line she's pushing up then as well it's her distribution of the, her, of the ball it's her experience alone on the field and you know she really is definitely one of the leaders and you know a lot of people might say you know she's been around the block a long time is she ever going to slow down she certainly didn't look like she was going to slow down at the weekend great to see Kellyanne Dial coming off the bench you know after doing her cruciate last year what an addition she's going to be to the Kilkenny team this year she really is and you know it was good to see her getting that 20 minutes under her belt and you know pushing on and you know making those darting runs up the middle and then to get a point to her name as well um, Asha McCarty also I thought she got she did very well she really got stuck in particularly in the in the second half she she really grinded it out there and you know she's kind of a player that's really going to want to make a mark for herself when it comes to championships comes to championship time for Kilkenny um, but yeah all in all a really good performance I looked it looked like Kilkenny had a bit of a, a bite to them. I feel on Sunday they just looked like they were starting to get you know back that little bit of ruthlessness. Now although they didn't get the goals, but they were they were definitely chancing them all the way through the match anyway. Yeah, we didn't really have much of a goal threat in it. To be yeah. fair, what we do have is nice nippy corner forwards and light forwards as mm-hmm. well we're missing the likes of Mary in there at the minute well obviously we don't know whether she's going to be part of the league or anything yet because she is out injured but we hope that uh, everything will be okay there and that we can get her back for the, the rest of the league we're still waiting on scan results but I mean when you have the nippy forwards it's probably going to be point taking etc mm-hmm. but you can see the work rate 
it was really there at the weekend compared to the Clare game it was good against Galway but they really did up it and you can see training has intensified over mm-hmm. the last number of uh, weeks as well that they're now starting to prepare they're probably catching up to where some of the teams have been and while it was a good performance they were still leaving Dublin back into it as like the Leinster final the last uh, yeah. year when they played one another above in Port Leash the good thing about it they finished strong three of the last points that they got they ground out the victory they knew they had to have the victory um, but for Dublin uh, Dublin are still there or they are about but if you take Ashley Mara out of it yeah. like she really is the, the pinnacle for them and she's her go-to player yeah she certainly is like she's the TJ Reid of you know for Kilgenny really for the Dublin Camogie team and you know everything kind of goes through her but it's her work rate as well like she doesn't just wait and sit in on the full forward line and waiting for the ball to come in, come into her she's working in around that middle third of the field like herself and Denise Gall are quite similar in the way about they go in the way that they actually go about their game you know she was obviously her free taken was exemplary and then obviously her her, her um, scores from play as well were excellent too and then you had Ashling O'Neill you know who only came in as a sub but managed to get two two points to her name and what a touch she had as well but yeah Dublin like you know unfortunately for them it's back to the drawing board they haven't yet registered a win yet but I think they're going to push themselves you know they're kind of coming off of a high really from last year where they had a really good um, championship campaign and they'll want to push that out and you know they'll be kind of looking at the likes of the Kilkennys the Galways and the Corks so that that's the stepping stone that they need to get up to uh, but yeah Dublin certainly will when it comes to the Leinster Championship they're going to have fine-tuned things a lot more and you know, I definitely think there's a lot of they've got a bench there that they can certainly make a massive impact on. They certainly can. Two other games of Camogie that was on the weekend. The first one is the intermediate game playing in the National Division Two B League. They had a an away trip to Tipperary. They were getting goals aplenty and have been in the last couple of games with an impressive three ten to one eight victory to leave them sitting uh, atop of the table there in that division as well. So two very good victories for the intermediate team. Even though it's a new team, they're going well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going really, really well. And I suppose like Seamus Kelly and the lads would be very happy with their first two victories and, you know, getting two getting two out of two in the games there. And I suppose it was good to see that there was another mixture of new new players on it from the last day. You know, he had six new starters that he hadn't had, you know, for the Galway game. But I think they'll be very happy. Um, if I'm honest, I think the, their biggest test is going to be against Cork. And I think that's where he's really going to know where his players are at or what level they're really going to be. But brand new team, brand new management team I think it's have a really really good and positive start to the year and the last one then was the Miners that was playing uh, yesterday in the Leinster Minor Final uh, 3.15 to 1.12 victory over mm-hmm. Dublin as well it was very tight with about 15 to 20 minutes to go um, Dublin was only two points in it I think it was mm-hmm. 1.12 to 1.10 if memory serves me right but the last 10 minutes or so Kilkenny just pulled away and I have to say like the, the forwards Rachel Dowling got player of the match mm-hmm. she was excellent Lauren Ronan was very good of course she's daughter of our commentator Adrian Ronan so he was delighted with that but Katie Brennan's goal I have to say was probably the goal uh, that I've seen this year so far I mean she just volleyed the same as Roger Federer would get any kind of a win in tennis it was phenomenal but a great win for the Miners to do back to back victories Yeah brilliant for the Miners and I suppose that's going to really uh, bode well for them going into the um, All-Ireland Championship as well and you know they, they certainly have a big massive panel to pick there from I'm, I'm sure the lads are going to be having to whittle that down so there's going to be certain there's certainly a lot of guards that are going to be you know putting their name up and wanting 49 that game 49 was there and yesterday it, and it's and it is great to see in, in a way as well but like you know 
that you know that's a headache in itself when you're trying to put it onto a training field. But listen, nonetheless, there's still a Leinster final coming back to Kilkenny for them, and it's a it's a great start to the year, and it's going to put an awful lot of confidence in them. It certainly is right. You're going to get ready because come on, kind is going to be recorded later on with lots of interesting topics coming up for discussion. Right now, we are going to hear from some of the players which we don't normally hear from, but I managed to catch up with Steffi Fitz after the game on Saturday, and here's what Steffi has to say to myself afterwards. Steffi Fitz, someone said it to me going in that that was a bit messy, but you won't mind too much. You're off the mark. First win in the National League. Give us your overall summary of the game. I was. We kind of made it hard on ourselves there, but uh, we battled it out. And look, we came here to get a win today after the disappointment of losing two weeks in a row. It's not easy coming to try win a match after getting bet in your first two league matches but we pulled it together and look I know it wasn't pretty out there but we still got the win and that's what we came to do so we'll be happy with that What were conditions like because from where we were high above in the press box up there it looked like there was a bit of a breeze and the pitch didn't seem to be too healthy out there either a lot of fumbling going on with the ball so how difficult were conditions? I don't think the breeze really affected the game much like the pitch it's not the best but look no pitch at this stage it's only still March like no pitch is going to be uh, where we want it to be and we can't really make excuses that the pitch um, wasn't good enough like obviously our touches need to be worked on and it's evidence across the whole pitch that we need to work on our touch but as I said it's still early March so we've plenty to work on and that's what we'll be focused on I say training during the week and we have to realise that because it is early days it only is round three you haven't as much work done maybe as some of the other teams and that's not an excuse either but certainly you can see the improvements week on week out so a lot of work must be done in training during the week Ah oh, yeah, sure. Everyone, as I said, we were disappointed after the first two games against Clare and Galway, and you can see that training. Everyone is driving on to try bring that intensity and to get things going better than what they were going. And as you said, we are improving week on week on. So hopefully it will stay going that way, and we'll go back to the table now and keep working hard. Look, you're shivering there to minute grin and get a, a nice hot show for yourself and warm up. And thanks for having a chat with us. Thanks, Martin. That was, of course, Steffi Fitz. My apologies. I thought I had the second microphone turned off there. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be hearing from Ashling Mar, the Dublin player. We'll be giving a quick sports roundup and telling you what's coming up on live action this weekend. So don't go anywhere. Full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, Volkswagen.ie. Full time on KCL or your weekend sport in review with Martin Coulty. Yes, welcome back here to Full Time with myself on this Monday evening. Right, I promised you that we were going to hear from Ashling Mar of Dublin when we came back after the break, and I never break a promise. So here we go. Here's Ashling talking to me afterwards. Ashling Mar, full forward for Dublin disappointing result in the end for you you really put it up to Kilkenny there especially towards the latter half of the, the second half there give us your overall sum up of the game yeah look ultimately yeah, disappointing to come out away without the win but uh, I think from our perspective we're building on performances every week um, first round against Cork we were uh, disappointed with a lot of things you know started to correct some of them last week against Tip correcting a few more of them today against Kilkenny so we're starting to close gaps and from our own perspective starting to build on that performance but ultimately disappointing not to get the win People in Kilkenny certainly know how you play you terrorise Thomastown even in the club championships as well a good individual performance for yourself I know you don't always take the accolades it's 
about the team performance but still any day you score nine points it's a good day Ah yeah look any day you lose it's a bad day as well so <laughs> I won't get too caught up on them it um, doesn't really matter who's putting the ball over at the end of the day you know it's about the team performance and getting that little bit closer getting building um, thankfully you're not mentioning how many I missed there as well as how many I scored so you know plenty of improvement to do for We don't ever count them <laughs> Well I won't start then if you're not <laughs> Look you've a couple of more matches to go in the National League as well um, nobody likes to be talking about relegation or anything that way we know you've been there before and you were playing Waterford in a relegation final not a nice place to be but still uh, a chance and a couple of more matches to I suppose stay as a Division 1A team for next year Yeah look the way the divisions have been split this year obviously makes Division 1A very competitive I think regardless of who ends up going down it's going to be a strong side that, that has to be relegated so um, ultimately Division 1A is where we want to be playing the likes of you know yourselves Kilkenny, Cork, Galway um, they're the games you want prior to Championship they're the matches you want to be playing so our focus will absolutely be on doing everything we can to keep ourselves up and to make sure that we continue to get this preparation going into next year Well look I know it's not easy to talk especially when you lose a game but thanks for having a chat with us thank you <laughs> No problem at all. Thanks for having me. It was actually lovely to catch up with Ashling. I have to say afterwards we don't normally get opposition players but it certainly uh, made the day worthwhile and even having a look at her like all our girls were to see him getting uh, autographs etc afterwards. Uh, great role models. All of our Camogie players are so well done to them all. Right, we're going to do a quick sports roundup for you. Uh, in soccer, Freebooters booked their place along with Thomastown and New Oak in the next round of the Leinster Junior Cup. Two goals each from David Rice and Jim Ryan seeing the Blues secure a 4-2 win over River Valley Rangers. In handball news, Kilfane Handball Club is once again in the winner's enclosure after a very busy weekend at provincial and national level. Gary McHugh won his first Leinster title after winning a three-game thriller in the under-13 singles grade, while Shauna Doherty and Abby Flynn of Clock were also crowned Leinster champions for the first time with a 2-0 victory in their under-13 grade. And Katie Jordan continues her good form when she was crowned under-16 champion at the weekend as well. Right, don't forget we have two live games this weekend coming up for you. On Saturday, we have the Alliance Hurling League Division 2A Round 4 game, Offaly versus Carlow. That's coming live from Glenisk O'Connor Park in Tullamore with a 2pm throw and coverage will commence from around 1.50 and that's sponsored by Ray Whelan Limited. And on Sunday then, we have, as soon as I can find it, the Alliance Hurling League Division 1B Round 4 game, Kilkenny versus Dublin, live from UPMC Nolan Park with all of the sports line, te- or sports line team and that's sponsored by Lahard's coverage will commence at roughly 1.15pm. And don't forget, Casey Law is the only place where you can hear full live commentary of the Alliance Hurling League Leinster Championship and All-Ireland Series games. Right, my thanks to everyone here this evening. My thanks to Nicole who is out there producing as well for us. Until next Monday, have a safe week, enjoy your games over the weekend and we will talk to you again next Monday. But for the time being, it's goodbye from me here. So see you next week. Full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, Lahartz Volkswagen.ie.